What is up, y'all? Welcome back to another episode of the Through My Eyes podcast. Of course, I'm your host, Nick. And today, today, ladies and gentlemen, if you're not already in tune with the game plan, in tune with the schedule, then this is what I'm going to be talking about today. This is what I've been talking about these last couple of weeks. And that is the 2021-2022 NBA playoffs. And before I get into that, let me talk about the awards that have been given out, the last of the awards for the 2021-2022 NBA season. First off, the 2021-2022 MVP is Nikola Jokic. Well-deserved, in my opinion, Joel Embiid could have easily taken home the award, but I understand. He was injured for a lot of the season. Uh, He was bawling out for the first couple of months, but obviously he was riddled with injuries at the end of the season, and that took away some of his picks probably uh, to be the MVP of this year. And Nikola Jokic took home the award back-to-back, just like Curry did about five years ago. And it is well-deserved. He took a Denver Nuggets team to the playoffs that didn't have Michael Porter Jr. for majority of the season, no Jamal Murray for all the season, and no one on his team was averaging more than 18 points other than him. So he was averaging 26 points, 13 rims, and 8 assists, shooting 50% from field goal range. Bros was playing basketball at an elite level, at a savant level. And the the passes this man makes on the basketball floor are unlike anybody else I've seen, especially at his size. So props to him. Hopefully Joel Embiid takes home the award next year because this man was in his prime this year. Hopefully, uh, he plays the same next year. I believe we are in the midst of the Joel Embiid prime. So we're going to see more of it next year. And I'm, I'm ready for it. And I hope he takes home the award next year because he deserved to take it home this year, even though Nikola Jokic, I believe, even though he was injured, you could have given the award to him just because if you look at them in the playoffs, if you look at the Philadelphia 76ers in the playoffs without Joel Embiid, he is obviously the most valuable player to that team. I know you can make the same argument about Jokic. If you took Jokic off the Nuggets, they would be a lottery team. But it looks like that would be the same case for the Philadelphia 76ers, who are actually still in the playoffs. And when that man Joel Embiid is back in the lineup, <laughs> they're just a very scary team on both ends of the floor. So I understand the decision made by the league, but I would have also given it to Joel Embiid. But now to move on to the next award given out, the head coach of the year was given out to Monty Williams, well-deserved, 64-18 and 18 record, first seed in the Western Conference, Devin Booker, potentially a first-team All-NBA player this year, maybe second-team All-NBA, but first for sure an All-NBA player. DeAndre Aiden had an outstanding year. Guys 1-15 through 15 come out every single night and put out a full amount of eff- full amount of effort, and that's thanks to Monty Williams. That's thanks to Chris Paul, and I'm happy that he took home the award last year. As you guys know, Tom Thibodeau took home the award last year. I thought Monty Williams was going to take home the award because it was his first year with the second year with the team, and he completely changed the whole makeup of the Phoenix Suns with the help of Chris Paul and Devin Booker, and of course the young squad. Now let's finally move on to these playoff matchups 
as you guys know, like I said, we're officially in the conference semifinals, also known as the second round. And we've had some very, very interesting matchups for sure. And the first one I'm going to be going over is Philly versus Miami. And at first, Miami was up in this series 2-0. And NBA analysts, NBA channels, you know, just ESPN, all of that. They were speaking about how Miami could potentially sweep these guys. And what happened to James Harden? And he looks like he's fallen off and all this stuff. And, you know, I didn't feed into that, but I kind of saw it. And if you've been, if any, any casual NBA fan knows watching James Harden now compared to watching James Harden about three years ago, he's just a completely different player. He doesn't have the same velocity, same intensity on offense, going to the rack, hitting step backs. It looks like he's just lost a couple of steps due to the hamstring injuries he's suffered over these last couple of years. But in their last game, last night, or two nights ago, he put on a show. He was hitting step back threes, taking to the rack, getting easy calls at the basket, and he looked like the old James Harden that we're used to seeing. And personally, I was really excited that he was doing that, that he was back to his old shape. Maybe he just needs to get into a little bit more of shape, get in a little more shape, and maybe that will extend his career or extend his elite ability because obviously he's going to be a player in this league for a while. He's still an elite playmaker, one of the best point guards the game has to offer. Sorry, guys, I was interrupted by a phone call. But like I was saying, James Harden is looking like he's back into full form, back back into the same old James Harden that we're used to seeing. And I'm just happy to see it. And when Joel Embiid came back, his mere presence on the court completely changed the game for the Philadelphia 76ers. There was way more open shots for Tyrese Maxey, Tobias Harris, obviously James Harden. And it looks like this series is going Philly's way at this point. I know everyone, like I said earlier, was talking about how Miami had a stronghold on the series. But with Joel Embiid back, Miami doesn't really have that score that can hit from all spots on the floor that's going to win them the game. Jimmy Butler cannot do it on a consistent night basis. And same thing with Tyler Hero. He's a young player, and he hasn't proved that he can do it every single night. And as of right now, I think Philly has gotten a hold of this series, and they're just going to run away with it and move on to the next round. But sadly, to talk about the next round, Milwaukee and Boston, whoever comes out that series, I feel like it's just going to body Philadelphia. They have the wings. They have the size. They have the shooting. They have it all. Milwaukee and Boston are the two best teams in the Eastern Conference. And... Right now, they're tied 2-2 in their series. Al Horford had an outstanding game last night. (laughs) It was funny. Giannis dunked on Al Horford, gave him a nasty look. We all know the history of Giannis and Al Horford in the playoffs. If you don't, look it up. But to get back to to what I was saying, after that dunk, Al Horford looked at Giannis, gave him a little head nod. A couple plays later, he yammed all over Giannis. Just, Just nasty shit. And then the rest of the game, bro was on one, hitting fadeaways, hitting middies, hitting threes. He finished the game with one block, 30 points, eight rebounds, and one block. 
This man was playing outstanding basketball all throughout. Even though he even though he only had one block on defense, he was playing great defense. He shut down Giannis. Giannis finished the game with 20 plus points, but Al Horford still did a good job of neutralizing him at the end of the game. And not having Chris Middleton is obviously a huge problem for the Milwaukee Bucks. He is an elite playmaker. He's an elite three-point shooter. And without him, it really shrinks the floor. And the Bucks are going to have to move the ball more because not having Chris Middleton shouldn't be an excuse that they're going to lose this series because they have a lot of talented shooters. They have wings. They have bigs that can shoot the three as well. So they just need to move the ball more, change their game plan a little bit, and I believe they'll come out this series victorious. But if they do not, they don't change up their game plan, then they're just going to lose because Boston has figured out how to neutralize Giannis Antetokounmpo. They know how to build a wall. Al Horford is kind of outplaying. He's not outplaying him, but this man can shoot the three, he can stretch the floor, and he can go one up against Giannis. And they're doing this without Robert Williams, who was out of the lineup again last night with a knee injury. So the Celtics are not to be messed with. If you guys have been listening to my podcast all year, you know how I feel about the Boston Celtics. I don't have them winning it all this year. I don't even have them going to the finals. I actually have the Bucks going back to the finals. But I just know they're a formidable matchup for any team. Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum are the most elite wing duo that the league has to offer other than Kawhi, Paul G- other than Kawhi Leonard and Paul George. But these guys are playing. They're young. And they're in the conference semifinals and have and have the chance to make it to the uh, semifinals and face off against the Philadelphia 76ers, where I believe they'll come out victorious. So if Boston ends up beating Milwaukee, I believe they'll beat Philadelphia and end up in the NBA Finals facing off against the Phoenix Suns. That's if Phoenix beats Dallas. So now let's move on to that series where it's also tied 2-2. Every series is tied 2 in the playoffs right now except Golden State and Memphis. But to get back to the Phoenix and Dallas series, that series has been entertaining all around. Uh it's been a grinded out series. Chris Paul has been not has hasn't been playing the best basketball and sadly it looks like this could possibly be the annual Chris Paul choke that we're used to seeing. And I don't like to just sit around and diminish players and talk about old choke arts and all this shit because these guys, especially Chris Paul, he is a top five point guard of all time. And diminishing his career and just talking about, oh, his him choking the playoffs just takes away from what he's done as a basketball player, as a man. So I don't like to get too deep into that. So I hope he picks it back up. He is 36, 37 years old, and maybe he just needs to fix up on his vegan diet a little bit. Maybe do a little more hours on the treadmill at night or on the elliptical or whatever he uses. I'm just talking shit. But Luka is just unstoppable, and Phoenix hasn't figured out how to stop him at all. And... His supporting cast is playing great basketball. Jalen Brunson is averaging over 20 points throughout these playoffs. Maxi Kleba is such an outstanding player off the bench. 
He's expanded his game to hitting mid-ranges, thanks to Jalen Brunson, who's also one of the best mid-range shooters in the league. And Dallas isn't to be mixed with. Um, Dorian Finney-Smith, one of the league's best wing defenders, can also shoot the three at a high clip. He, shoot, he shot 40% from three throughout the season. So Phoenix really needs to step it up on the offensive end of the floor and play better perimeter defense because as of right now throughout this series, Dallas is letting it rain from three. And if Phoenix keeps letting that happen, Dallas could easily run away with that series and end up playing Golden State in the next round because Golden State is up 3-1 in their series versus Memphis. And it looks like Memphis is out of gas. They're a very talented young team. They had a very successful season. Um, went above everybody's expectations. But I believe we have finally hit the end of the Memphis Grizzlies season. The Warriors are just too elite of a team on offense, on defense. I know everyone talks about how elite three-point shooters they are, but what they do well, that what they do so well is take it to the rack because of the pressure they get on the three. It's just easy to make cuts to the basket and get to the rack. And they could easily make it to the NBA Finals. I know I have the Phoenix Suns making it to the NBA Finals, but it looks like my guess was wrong because Dallas is bodying them. And this is the second time throughout the playoffs that Phoenix has lost leads, has let the series get tied up. And that's not the makeup of a champion, but it could turn around. Chris Paul and Devin Booker are still the best backcourt in basketball right now. Clay and Steph haven't really proved that yet because Clay hasn't been the same since coming off his injury. But they are, like I said, three up 3-1 in their series, and it looks like they're just going to run away with it. All right, y'all, that is my podcast for today. Hope you all enjoyed it. Deuces.